Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their worlds. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. Being the real you. We're talking about authenticity on this edition of the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I am your host, Dale Dixon, alongside Ron Price. Ron, great to be with you. Good to be with you again, Dale, and it's nice to be with you in person. Absolutely. So we're actually sitting in the same room. Uh, I said, uh, Ron told me that he had a very busy week. He was going to be teaching a very in-depth course on axiology in Boise, Idaho. I said, well, I'm going to be there at the same time. I said, what if I just drop in on the class and we record the podcast in front of a live audience? Wouldn't that be fun to try? It is fun. Yeah, this has been great. So uh, we've recorded a few episodes uh, with people in the room. So if you hear voices, if you hear somebody shout out a question, you're welcome to do that, by the way. If you hear a door close in the background or traffic going by, it's because we're sitting in this big room with microphones and a recording device talking today about authenticity. So if you're following along in The Complete Leader, the book uh, by Ron Price and Randy Lisk, we're looking at section 4.1 in authenticity. And Ron, catch us up what we've covered in the first two conversations. Well, our theme has been leaders are authentic. And in the first session, we talked about how authenticity, yeah, it's about vulnerability or transparency, but it's also about authenticity is about being the uniquely you. It's about recognizing that every single leader is unique in their own way. And it's a journey for us to discover that uniqueness and then develop it, not just be content with what we are, but we want to be the best version of ourselves. So we talked about philosophers saying that we should know ourselves and choose ourselves, and then create ourselves and finally give ourself. And then in the last podcast, we talked about how being an authentic leader because of the word leader means that it's also connected to relating to other people. So it's about caring about other people beyond just what they do for you, but caring for them as human beings, not just human doings. And that it's about recognizing that even though leadership is a solitary journey of deep self-reflection, it's also at the same time a social journey where your relationships with the people around you are a very important part of your authenticity and the way that you develop yourself. You do that because they give you feedback. They help you to know yourself in a way that you couldn't know yourself otherwise. They give you support and they give you an expression of commitment so that you can live your life beyond yourself. You can live your life for something bigger than yourself, which we'll probably get back around to talking about today. Fantastic. So as we as we wrapped up the most uh, recent edition of the podcast, we touched briefly on the idea of vulnerability, and I'd like to to continue on, which takes some courage, and that's where I want to focus today. Is get us started talking about the courage to be authentic, because I think as we look around us in the photoshopped world, if it's on a magazine rack or social media, everybody's just putting their best face forward. And so much does not feel authentic, which means there's this massive opportunity to really be authentic and capture the hearts and minds of of those around us that we lead. So let's talk about the courage it takes to be authentic. Yeah. And I think the, if we would think about the opposite of authenticity in this realm, we'd probably be talking about facades that we put on. We, we, we pretend to be something or we put a mask on 
to try to be something else. Interestingly, go back to Greek theater, which is the origins of Western theater, and that's exactly what they did, is they wore masks to play a role. And a lot of us today put masks on to play a role, and vulnerability is taking the mask off. It's saying, no, I'm not going to play this role. I'm going to let you see me for who I actually am. And it takes courage because it takes courage to expose your weaknesses to people. But I think it takes more courage to expose your strengths. Because when you expose your strengths, what you're saying is, this is my potential. This is how I could change the world. This is how I could be unique and make a contribution that nobody else makes. And boy, it takes a lot of courage to step out and do that where you're going to try to be the best version of yourself. I hate to say it, Dale, but I think the vast majority of leaders compromise in that area. They don't have the courage to press to be the best version of themselves. It takes, it's an investment on your part. It's a risk on your part. It's a transparency on your part. And it's that, it's getting to that point where you care enough about who you could become as a leader that you're going to take the mask off and quit pretending. Unfortunately, I, I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of CEOs around the world, and I'd have to tell you that probably no more than 10 or maybe 20% of them can ever take that mask off because they spent so much time building that mask, creating that mask, that they're scared to death of what would happen if people saw who they really were. Ah, that's a miserable journey for leadership, and many people end their leadership journey with great disillusionment because they never found the pathway to authenticity along the way. That's heavy. So do you have some examples of the leaders you've seen do it well? Well, what does it look like? It's very interesting. Oftentimes it's crisis that helps us to get there and to do it well. And you could, you could look at the life of Steve Jobs. Uh, a lot of his last speeches, he gave a graduation speech at Stanford where he essentially said, I live too much of my life as a leader not thinking about what matters most. And he spoke to these students that were graduating saying, don't do what I did. You know, that's a good talk to give, but wouldn't it be better if he could have said, do what I did? Mm -hmm. If he had taken that mask off sooner and he, he recognized that he didn't get on that pathway to authenticity soon enough. So he's a good example of somebody who's spoken to us. And even beyond that, there's a letter that he supposedly wrote during his last days where he reinforced this idea that you got to get down to the real you. And that's where your greatest power is. That's where you can make the biggest difference. And I would maintain, Dale, that leaders who do that are more powerful in their organizations as well. Now, it's not about just confessing weakness. It's about confessing both strength and weakness and having the courage to be honest about both of them. I, I, I work with a lot of leaders that are even more scared to talk about their strengths. And so I want them to have the courage. It's not egotistical to say this is a talent I was given that I developed into a skill that now has become quite natural for me that I can do it well and create value for other people. You can do that without being egotistical. You're being honest and vulnerable. And I think it's just as important to do that as it is to admit uh, a weakness that you might have. I think another part of authenticity and courage is that it requires a fair amount of risk for you to go down the path of authenticity. And I don't think it should be foolish risk. I think, I think it can be reasonable risk. But I always say that leadership growth happens on the edge of discomfort. 
So if you're comfortable in your current leadership responsibilities, well, that might be okay, but you're not growing. You're growing when you push those edges and you're, you're wanting to expand your performance zone. You're wanting to go further and get better and not just rest on your laurels, so to speak, where you just depend on what you've learned in the past. In episode one, we talked about knowing yourself. You took us through four philosophies, and know yourself was number one. So is this idea of performance zones, your strength, that's a piece of knowing yourself, but you're talking about going deeper. Into it's that really about area. not just knowing in yourself and choosing yourself, but this is an expression of creating yourself where you're going to say my job in life, the one job I know I have in life is to become the best version of myself, to explore what that means and to be disciplined and passionate about becoming the best version of myself. So what's next in this leadership journey? Well, we could talk about part of authenticity is leaders having congruence between the way they think and the way they speak or behave, what they do, and then how they relate. So there are these three different dimensions of leadership, of thinking, doing, and relating, that we could say you have to have congruence between those. If I speak one way and act another, it's really eating away at my authenticity. Or if I speak one way and act another way, but I behave totally different in how I relate to other people, this is really diminishing my authenticity. So I think that's an important part to explore. But I'd like to, with the time we have left, what I'd really like to talk about is that ultimately authenticity opens up the door for leaders to really be able to pursue what I consider the four great roles of leadership. And the first of those roles, I think, for a leader is to brood creatively over purpose. I just love that phrase. I read it 30 years ago in an editorial in the Saturday Review by uh, Norman Cousins. And he said, leaders brood creatively over purpose. And I just thought, wow, what a cool phrase. Brood has kind of a darkness, moodiness to it, and creatively has light and energy to it. So this combination of energies, both dark and light, that create energy that help us to always ask, why am I doing what I'm doing? So great leaders, complete leaders, are always asking, why are we doing what we're doing? And then the second thing is that a real complete leader recognizes that problems, I know it's a little cliche to say this, but problems are opportunities with work clothes on. So what they do when they're really an authentic leader is they learn how to convert problems into opportunities. So th it's not Pollyannish, but it's every problem has contained within it some potential to become an opportunity. How do I develop that into an opportunity? So that really as a leader, big part of my job is to deal with problems and it's to convert them to something positive, something productive. And then the third role of great leaders is to inspire people to make commitments that they wouldn't make otherwise. I, to me, this is almost, it's kind of a funny word for me to use, but it's almost sacred to think that you might actually change the trajectory of somebody's life because of your influence, that they might make a choice. I would hope it'd be a good choice because of your influence, not a bad choice. So to inspire people to make a commitment that they wouldn't make otherwise, what a phenomenal role of an authentic, complete leader. And then the fourth step is for leaders to transcend self-interest, self-promotion, and self-absorption to serve something bigger than themselves. 
you know, the, the last temptation, I think, of an authentic leader is you fall in love with yourself. In a good way. In yeah. a good way. Yeah. But the temptation is to get preoccupied with that so that you begin to see yourself bigger than you ought. You become self-absorbed with your success, self-absorbed with your wisdom. I've seen many what I would consider a wonderful leader that took a detour because they got too self-absorbed with all of their success and all that they've done. So to protect yourself against that temptation, you have to always recognize you're not here for you. You're here to serve a people and a cause greater than yourself. And the authentic leader never loses sight of the fact that they're really just a servant. Give yourself. Absolutely. Yes. So I'm going to look out to the audience if there are any questions to wrap things up. And then I will give, I don't see any questions, any hands raised, but any final words for us? Yeah, I think you can tell from the conversations we've been having around leaders being authentic that to me leadership is not a job. It's a way of life. It's a mindset. And if we, in fact, can lead through our character or our expertise or our position, there's only one conclusion that you can come to, and that is that everybody, everybody is a leader. So we should start leading. Absolutely. Ron Price, co-author of the book, The Complete Leader. Find it wherever books are sold. This podcast is a great companion to that book. Uh, If you are following along in the book, we're in section 4.1, talking about authenticity. Definitely uh, jump in there. Also, go to the website, thecompleteleader.org, and poke around and see the resources that are available there for you as well. It's a very rich website. There are assessments you can take. There are videos you can watch from a number of terrific leaders. And all of these podcasts can be found on the website as well. Exactly. So a lot of resources there for you in your leadership journey and your authenticity journey as well. This is the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org.